Welcome to another episode of the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions. Hi, the Scriptural Cliff Note Sessions are available on the following platforms. Anchor, Spotify, and Apple iTunes. Follow us by hitting the follow button and subscribe so that you can hear all this important information that pertains to life and the future. Thanks. Hello and Shabbat Shalom. I hope you're enjoying your day. We are here for a Sabbath lesson. Welcome and welcome back to everybody new and the old reliables. Okay, we are on Second Kings. I'm going to get right to it. We are on Second Kings. We're in the book of Second Kings and we are on the outline slash reading number two. Now, as I said last week, um, I'm not going to give a recap because this just makes things longer. If there's something really important I need you to know, then I'm just going to, I'll tell you. Uh, but for the most part, mm, we good. All right. So we are going to read, we as in me, I am going to read the highlights and then I'm going to do the reading. I am reading from the Amplified. Reason being is because um, it's a, a book that is in plain English. A lot of times, you know, the King James is the and Dow. And uh, when I upload the books, actually, it's in the and Dow. So you'll get um, both sides. If there's something that's really important in a name, like I said, you know, most of these names change, especially if there's J's in it. And situations change too. But if there's a situation that's bothering me enough to look at it in the CIFA, I will do that just so that you have an understanding of what it really is. Because there's some instances in the scriptures that um, stuff is misconstrued and uh, misinterpreted. And that is no bueno. Okay? AKA no good. So we're going to get right into it. So the outline for uh, that we're doing in chapter, we're doing um, outline number two, and it's chapter four, five, and six. Now the highlights for um, chapter four is Alicia, you already know, Elijah was taken up to the most high. So his, um, the person who's taken over after him, his protege is Elijah. So Elijah, um, verses one through seven, Elijah multiplies the widow's oil, verses eight through 17, he obtains a son for a good Shulamite, 18 through 37, he restores her son when dead, um, 38 through 41, at Gilgal, he heals the deadly pottage, 42 through 44, he satisfies 100 men with 20 loaves. Now, I'm just going to say this before we start. Elijah was a powerful, powerful prophet. He never died. This is Elijah. His protege was Eliza. Elisha. 
Elijah, E-L-I-J-A-H, was a powerful prophet that went up to the Most High. Elisha, E-L-I-S-H-A, is the protege to Elijah. So my um, my dialect is, you know, mishmash <laughs> from New York. So I don't want you to get it twisted. I'm talking about Elijah, um, Elisha, and not Elijah, okay? Even though that ain't his name, because there's a J. Anyway, it's Elijah. But like I said, we talk about the protege. So let me just get some water and then we can start. Okay. Let us start with the reading. Now, one of the wives of a man of the son of the prophet cried out to Elisha for help saying, your servant, my husband is dead. And you know that your servant reverently feared the most high, but the creditor is coming to take my sons to be his slaves for payment on a loan. Now, let me just say this. One of the laws is that if you loan somebody something, this is one of the laws, if you loan somebody something they can't pay, then they could be an endangered servant. However, you can't treat them bad and you can't just come and take their sons. You have to make a plan with them and stuff like that. So naturally the children are not listening you already know everything is about insubordination in regards to the children of israel so this uh, particular woman is crying for help to um elisha and she's saying that somebody's gonna take her sons for slaves because she's reneging on a loan because of her inability to pay so elisha said to her what shall i do for you tell me what do you have of value in your house? And she said, your maidservant has nothing in the house except for a small jar of olive oil. Now, this sounds pretty familiar. Then Elijah said, go and borrow containers from all your neighbors and empty the containers. And not just a few. So he telling her to go get all the containers you could find. Because he's getting ready to do a miracle. Praise your hallelujah. Go find every oil you uh, can you can find. Anything. Any container you can find. Then you shall go in and shut the door behind you. And you and your sons. And pour out the oil you have into these containers. And you shall set aside each one when it's full. Now he's directing her to do a particular uh, thing. So she's not ask, um, she's not asking no questions. She's going to do exactly what he said. Okay. So he's instructing her to do something and she's going to do it. So she left Elijah and shut the door behind her. Her and her sons, they were bringing... Uh, uh, the sons was bringing her containers as she poured the oil. Now, remember, this lady didn't have none. Then the containers were full, and she said to her son, Bring me another. And then she said to um, 
and then he said to her, um, there is not one left. Then the oil stopped multiplying. So uh, Elijah made the uh, Elijah made the oil continue to um, be poured out until there was no more containers that could contain it. Then the woman came and told uh, Elijah, um, he said, go sell the oil and pay your debt and you and your sons can live on the rest of the oil. Mm -hmm. The Shulamite woman. Now there came a day when Elisha went over to Shuman. There was a prominent and influential woman and she persuaded him to eat a meal. Afterward, whenever he passed by, he stopped there for the meal. She said to her husband, behold, I sense that this is a holy man of the most high who frequently passes our way. Please let us make a small, fully walled room on the housetop and put a bed in there for him with a table and a chair and a lampstand. Then whenever he comes to visit us, he can turn in there. One day he came in there, Elijah, and turned into the upper room to lay down the rest. And he said to Gehazi, his servant, call the Shulamite. So he called her and she stood before him. And he said to Gehazi, say to her now, you have gone to all this trouble for us. What can I do for you? Uh-huh. Would you like to be mentioned to the king or to the captain of the army? And she answered, I live among my own people in peace and security and need no special favors. Later, Elijah said, what then is to be done for her? Gehazi answered, well, she has no son and her husband is old. He said, call her. So Gehazi called her and she came and stood in the doorway. Elijah said to her, at this season next year, listen, listen. Now she's old and so is her husband. And Elijah is a major prophet because he had the double portion from Elisha. Okay, this is how powerful this is. I need you to listen. This is the most high doing this stuff. Okay, let me tell you, there was miracles and all kinds of manifestations among the children of Israel, blessing other people. And that's part of the laws. You bless people, the most high gonna bless you. That's how it is. And it never went away. Again, verse 16, Alicia said, at this time next year, you will embrace a son. She said, oh no, my Lord. Oh man of the most high, do not lie to your maidservant. Now, you know, he wasn't lying, but she was, she just couldn't believe her ears. But the woman conceived and gave birth to a son at the season of, next at that season uh the next year just as elijah uh said to her the shulamite son when the child grew up the day came that he went out with his father to the reapers and he said to his father my head my head 
the man said to the servant, carry him to his mother. Then he um, carried and brought the child to his mother. And the child sat on her lap until noon and then he died. Uh-huh. Now, let me just say this. We in this world, things happen to us for whatever reason. And there's some people that are very ignorant. And I'm not saying it in a mean way. I'm saying it in a way that people are ignorant of the way of the most high and of the way of this world. This is why I do this lessons so that people can understand how this world works. Remember, sin came into the world from the beginning. So when sin happens, it's not, oh, this happened to me because of this and this happened to me because of that. Sin happened from your forefather, um, Adam. When he gave his power away, all kinds of stuff came into this world. And I mean all kinds of wickedness. Every piece of wickedness you could ever think of came into this world and it never left. So for you to blame the most high is not fair. Even though the most high is life and um, things happen like he, he did say that he uh, made evil. He did because he made everything. So naturally he gonna make evil. However... It's not as cut and dry as that. You see how Elijah, and I'm not going to go there. I'm just explaining a little bit how things work because people try to blame the most high for the things that happened to them. I don't care what happened to them. They try to blame the most high for it. And a lot of times it's not the most high. It's certain circumstances that brought on whatever it is that you got. Okay. And that's why the most high is going to uh, fix all of this later. That's why the consummation of time is what it is. So uh, I'm going to reiterate, Alicia uh, uh, manifested or blessed through the most high, this woman to have a child. Now she's old and so is her husband. So the child grew up and the child is uh, maybe in his tweens. Maybe he's a tween, 11, 12, 13. Maybe he's that. We don't know. It doesn't say. Nevertheless, the child died. Okay. The child was a blessing from Elijah through the most high. Sorry. It was a blessing from the most high through Elijah, but the child died. And I'm going to show you what, uh, what the most high is going to do. Now, why is the most high getting ready to bless this woman? To let people know that he's the most high. That's why. So let me keep going. She went up. And laid the child on the bed of the man of the Most High, who is Elisha, and shut the door in the upper room behind her and left. Then she called her husband and said, please send me one of the servants and one of the donkeys so that I may run to the man of the Most High and return. Her husband said, why are you going to him today? Is it neither the new moon nor the Sabbath? And she said, I will be all right. Then she saddled the donkey and said to her servant, drive the animal faster and don't slow down the pace for me unless I tell you. So she set out and came to the man of the Most High at Mount Carmel. When the man of the Most High, who was Alicia, saw her in the distance, he said to Gehazi, which is his servant, look, 
there's the, um, the Shulamite woman. Please run now and meet her and ask her, is all well with you? Is it well with your husband? Is it well with your child? And that's what he did. And she answered, it is well. When she came to the mountain, to the man of the most high, who is Elisha, she took hold of his feet. Gehazi approached and pushed her away. But the most high, the child of the most high, who is um, Elisha said, let her alone for her soul is desperate and troubled within her. He knew she ain't said a word and he knew. Why is that? Because the most high is with this, uh, this prophet. And the Most High has hidden the reason from me and has not told me. So the Most High wants her to know. See, the Most High speaks to the prophets straight up. So at this time, Alicia um, knew something was happening because number one, this is not a time that he would, she would just uh, come. Number two, usually the Most High tells um, the prophets exactly what's going on child you can't hide nothing from a prophet nothing nothing zero zip zilt you can't hide nothing from him because the most high is sitting up there watching and telling the prophet everything you can hide whatever you want to but the prophet will know at this moment the most high did not tell alicia because he wants this woman to say it okay then the woman said did I ask for a son from the um from my Lord? Did I not say, do not give me false hope? This was she saying to Alicia. Then he said to Gehazi, gird up your loins, prepare now, exclamation point, and take my staff in your hand and go to the woman's house. If you meet any man along the way, do not greet him. If a man meets you, do not stop to answer him. And lay the staff on the face of the boy as soon as you reach the house. This is what um, Elisha is telling his servant. The mother of the child said, as the most high lives and as your soul lives, I will not leave you. So she ain't leaving Elisha. She like, I, I don't care who you sending, uh, uh, you going. So Alicia arose and followed her. Gehazi went on ahead of them and laid the staff on the boy's face. So let me tell you, Alicia's telling his, um, his uh, protege, go take the staff, which was powerful because the staff that the uh, prophets uh, hold on to, they powerful. Staffs are very powerful. Okay, the rod, a rod, which is the staff. Even Yeshua has one. Okay. Even the most high has one. Okay. So um, this staff that uh, Alicia gave to Gehazi to put on a child, he took the child, he ran off to put it on the child, but Alicia is um, coming behind with the, with the woman. So Gehazi went ahead and um, of them and laid the staff on the child's face, but there was no sound or response from the boy. So he was still dead. So um, Gehazi returned to meet Alicia and told him the boy has not awakened or revived. It says awakened, but you know, um, with the um, Amplified, it'll say other words, which is uh, relevant to what is being said to make people understand 
um, what's being said. So he never um, passed from the dead back to the living. There you go. So Alicia came into the house. The child was dead and laying on Alicia's bed. So Alicia went in, shut the door behind him and uh, shut the door behind him and prayed to the most high. Then Alicia went up and laid the child, laid on the child and put his mouth on the mouth and the eyes of the child and put his hands on his hands. And as he stretched himself over the child and held him, the boy's skin became warm. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Okay. He breathed life into him, putting him, putting his holy body on top of the child and breathing on him. Okay. Then the child returned and walked in the house once back and forth and then one up again and stretched himself out on him again. Oh, that Alicia did that. Alicia returned and walked in the house once back and forth and then went up again to the room, stretched herself out on the boy. And then the boy sneezed seven times and then he opened his eyes. Yes. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Mm-hmm. Then Alicia called Gehazi and said, call the Shulamite woman. So he called her and she came to him and said, pick your son up. That's what Alicia said. She came and fell at Alicia's feet and bowed herself down to the ground in respect and gratitude. Then she picked up her son and she left. Is that not a miracle? Praise y'all. Hallelujah. The only person. I mean, person, the only one who could bring life back from the dead and the boy was there for days is the most high. What did the most high say? Who is Yeshua in the flesh? I am the way, the truth, and life. He's life and he's the resurrection. Okay. The poisonous stew. Alicia came back to Gilgal during a famine in the land. Now I'm going to say this. Famines have cycles, especially over there in the East. Famines have cycles and still have cycles. There will be a famine coming up soon, just like there was a famine in the United States in the, um, in the um, 20th century, early 20th century, which is the 1900s. And there will be another one. Mm -hmm. And that's also a part of the 12 uh, periods in the 12 plagues that will plague the whole wide world according to the most high in the book of Enoch and um, in uh, oh gosh, there's a couple of other books, but I can't think of it off the top of my head. Um, which other one says um, the book of Barak, etc. I'm gonna keep going. So like I said, 38, Alicia came back to Gilgal during the famine in the land. The sons of the prophets were sitting before him and he said to his servant, Gazi, put on a large pot and cook stew for the sons of the prophets. Okay, there was famine in the land, but you know the most high uh, prophets had food. Then one of them went into the field to gather herbs and found a wild vine and gathered it gathered from it a lap full of wild gourds and came and put them into the pot for stew. 
although they did not know what they were. So they was just grabbing whatever. Okay, and putting it in there. Um, there's a lot of um wild uh uh plants outside, even outside your doorstep. There's a lot of wild plants like um and people consider them leaves. They're actually edible plants. Did the most high make everything good? Yes, he did. Those wild plants that's outside, like dandelions and um other plants, certain plants, um, those are edible. Okay, your uh, your best bet is to learn what's edible out there. You know why? Because a lot of times we in society following behind other people who don't know no better, cut grass, put poison on grass, do all kinds of stuff to the grasses and the meadows. And guess what? They edible plants. So I say that to say the most high does feed us with edible plants, but people don't even consider them edible. They don't even know half of the time that they are edible, like dandelions. Those yellow little plants that people pick up and call them weeds, those are greens, okay? They taste like, um, what do they taste like? Broccoli rob, or it's a little bit more milder than broccoli rob. These things grow by themselves. Nobody has to plant it. The most high provides. I just say that to say that when uh, a lot of the prophets, um, a lot of them were vegetarians, what we would call today. So, you know, a lot of them knew what the herbs was. Now, if there's a famine in the land, that means there's no food. But guess what? The prophets had food. Why? Because they knew what was edible and what wasn't. But the thing is, Alicia sent uh, the prophet's sons or the... Um, the assistants to go out there and pick leaves. They didn't know what they was picking. They was just grabbing anything. So now here's another manifestation, which is a miracle that Alicia's going to perform in the name of the most high. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. Okay. See, the thing is this, when we don't know better, we don't do better. Okay. We just do what we told. We don't have no questions. We don't, it's like, we don't have no sense. Sometimes you have to ask questions. Sometimes, um, you know, in doing what you're told, you want to be as specific as possible. And that wasn't the case in this case. So, so they served these greens for the men and they ate, but as they ate the stew with the greens in it, they cried out, oh man of the most high, there is death in this pot. Uh-huh. Poison ivy, poison sumac, poison, whatever it could be. And they couldn't eat it. But Elisha said, bring flour. And he threw it into the pot and said, serve it for the people so that they can eat. Praise your hallelujah. Then there was nothing harmful in the pot. What? Yes. Elijah, I'm sorry. Elisha was doing the thing. Okay, he had a double portion of Elijah's um, blessing. Now, I know I kept saying Elijah and Eli, um, Elijah and Alicia, or Elisa. I forgot what I said. Anyway, his name is Alicia. Now, at another time, a man from Baal Shalisha came and brought the man of the Most High, who is um, Alicia. Bread of his first fruits, 20 loaves of barley bread and fresh ears of um, grain to his sack. And Alicia said, give it to the people affected by the famine so that they may eat. His servant, who is, um, what is that servant's name? Hold on. 
Gehazi, the servant Gehazi said, How am I to set only this before a hundred hungry men? And Elisha said, give it to the people so that they may eat. For thus saith the most high, he's getting it from the most high. Remember the most high speaks directly to the prophets and the prophet is directing Gehazi. For thus saith the most high, they shall eat and have some left. Another miracle, praise you, hallelujah. So Gehazi said it before them and they ate and some food was left over in accordance with um, what the word of the Most High said to Elisha. Uh-huh. He was doing it, baby, doing it. So now we on chapter five and the highlights for chapter five happen to be verses one through seven, naming by the report of a captive maid is sent to Samaria to be cured of his leprosy. 8 through 14, Elisha sending him to Jordan curses him. 15 through 19, and refusing Naaman's gift grants him some of the earth. 20 through 27, Gehazi abusing his master Elisha's name unto Naaman is smitten with leprosy. Now I need you to focus and listen to what I'm going to say about this. Because as you are going to experience, when I read this, you're going to experience the little bit of demonic thought that pops in our heads from time to time. I told you this before. The devil is always talking to us. The devil is always talking to us. And I'm going to tell you how. If you look in the mirror and you don't like what you see in any way, I don't like my hair being... Uh, uh, type 4c i don't like it being uh coily i want straight hair oh i don't like my eyebrows too thin i want them thick oh my skin is too dark oh my skin is too light oh my butt is too small oh my butt is too big oh my eyes is too small oh my eyes is too big oh this oh that i need a bbl oh my feet is too small if only i had this i'll be that if only i had this i'll be that's the devil because the most high said you are blessed and highly favored what did he say you're blessed and highly favored. So how are you going from what the most high said to what the devil said? Okay? Because it don't make no sense that you don't love yourself. It doesn't make sense. That's not how the most high does it. We are constantly being bombarded by spiritual wicked thoughts in our heads. I'm going to give you another example. You could be a uh, YouTube sensation. You could be a media sensation. You could be a singer, dancer uh, on Broadway. You could do whatever. And everybody could love you, but that one person who doesn't love you and they say something derogatory or mean or just something, it's going to stick in your head and it's going to keep pricking you. Why? Because the thousands of people who love you, that one person, you will turn around and start listening to. That's the devil. You don't know why this person is doing that. They just doing it, but it will stick in your head and you will keep that in the forefront of your mind. I'll give you one more example and then I'll read. We could buy and purchase things and a lot of times there could be hundreds of reviews that say, oh yeah, it's good, it's good, it's good. But that one review that will be negative, you will stick to that negative review and have um, uh, a negative thought in your mind or um, be careful about it. Why? <laughs> because we are programmed on this earth 
to listen to wickedness, negativity, and everything that goes against the most high. The devil is always talking to us constantly. But when you turn around, now you hear it. You hear it always in your mind. But when you turn around and you listen to it, that's when he got you. I'm going to tell you this, the book of the apocalypse of Abraham, which I uploaded, listen to that book. And it tells you the angel, um, the most high tells the angel to tell Abraham, don't listen to the devil. Cause when you start listening to the devil, he got you, got you, meaning he could lead you astray. He could take your power away. He can put all kinds of stuff inside of you. Once you give him your power. The devil has power, but he doesn't have authority. This is why he could constantly talk to you. And if you're ignoring him, you can go on about your business and still have the power and authority of the most high. But the minute you start listening to him, your power gets taken away. And then you don't have authority until you go to the most high and pray to him to get rid of uh, this devil that's plaguing you. Remember, our fight is not with flesh and blood. It's with principalities and forces of uh, wickedness in high places that's what it is it's not a fit, physical tangible man or woman it's spiritual wickedness and don't you forget that now i'm getting ready to say it why did i say this because um any thought you must hold your thoughts captive any negative thought you could get rid of before it becomes a manifestation remember your thoughts when your thoughts you they keep running and running they become actions okay and they could that could lead to sin and sin leads to death. Just saying. All right. So now Naaman, a commander of the army of the kings of Syria, was considered a great man by his king and was highly respected because through Naaman, the Most High had given victory to Syria. Now I'm going to say this. Syria is not... Um, the children of Israel. Syria is uh, not none of the children. Syria is um, uh, a place where they worship devils too. But the Most High doesn't have favorites. When you turn around and you repent, re when you turn around and you repent and you walk in the way of the Most High, because remember, this is the time of repentance. When you turn around, you you make up in your mind, I'm not going to listen to none of that. I'm going to walk in the way of the Most High. I don't care who you are. I don't care. Because remember, there's children of Israel, Gentiles, and heathens. I don't care what nation you come from. I don't care your ethnicity. I don't care what you're saying about your race or whatever. I don't care what it is. When you turn around and you repent, which means change your mind in a nutshell, and you follow the Most High and stay in his will, I don't care who it is. I don't care who it is. You're going to get all the blessings you're supposed to get. Remember that. So Syria is not the uh, of the children of the Most High. Remember, the children was fighting with Syria. The Syri uh, Syrians wanted to take the children out. So this particular man, Naaman, is a Syrian. But the Most High found favor in him and blessed the Syrians because of him. He was also a man of courage, but he was a leper. What do you say about lepers? I'm gonna say this. Go to the um go to the platform library. Cause I praise y'all, hallelujah. The most high gives me these lessons to tell y'all. I already told y'all he be giving me these lessons, honey. Everything is relevant. Go to the platform library and get the um the lesson about black and white. Go. Cause they social constructs, but just go. 
go to that platform library and listen to that lesson. And you'll exp uh, I'll explain to you what the real black and white is because these social constructs that people have made up is only put in place to put certain people down so other people could be up. It's for supremacy. That's what it's for. Because there's no such thing as black and white. And I'm not saying black things and white things or black being wickedness and white being righteousness because it does say that in the scriptures. But when people make social constructs and they say black people who are melanated, oh yeah, they black and we white. So white is good and black is not good. No, no. This is why these social constructs must stop. This is why you have to understand what these words that these heathens put together, what they mean, okay? Because words are spirit. This is how people are blinded. We was never black. We melanated. We are sun people. We belong in the East where we supposed to be. But naturally, many of us was stolen because we the children of uh, Judah and we was put all over the uh corner four corners of the globe you already know this i said this five gazillion times and i say this to say melanated people are the children of israel when somebody's a leper that's when they white white is not good white sugar white flour white uh leprosy turns you white none of that is good anything that's white is stripped and it's not even natural. Even white skin is not uh, a dominant. It's recessive. But I'm not going to go into that. I'm not going to go into that. I'm just telling you. This is why I'm saying you got to be careful of these social constructs. Because the truth is the truth. And I'm going to tell you this. I did a lesson called what is truth and what is a lie. Go there. And I'm being real with you. I'm not being... Um, I'm not trying to be rude or disrespectful to anybody, but I'm trying to be truthful and real to you. It just is what it is. So this particular man who was a Syrian is a man of courage, but he was a leper. Now, what is leprosy? Leprosy is a very uh, serious disease that turns your skin white. It could kill you too. Uh-huh, it's a skin disease. Now, we already know that these people were melanated. Nobody was white what they call today the social construct white as in a white person because even quote unquote white people ain't white they different colors peach uh alabaster some of them are um ginger i mean they're just different type uh, they're different types of um uh shades just like um the children of israel or melanated people is different shades too that's you know period this is why we shouldn't be having all of these social constructs that are negative because a lot of them are negative. But anyway, back to what I was saying. So this person was a leper and I want to, uh, I'm going to tell you, hold on. Okay. Um, and this is, this is, uh, um, a kind of a explanation or definition of what a leper is. And I'm in the amplifier. And a lot of times in the amplifier, certain words are said and there's definitions and history behind the words. So there is a asterisk next to leper. And this is what it says, 5-1. The Hebrew word translated leprosy actually is a general term for skin diseases and whether true leprosy, which today they call a Hansen's disease, 
or a lesser disease is in view depends on the context. It is likely that Naaman suffered from leprosy because both the girl and Jehoram, which you know there was no J's, seemed to think that only a miracle can cure him. Now, whoever wrote this, you see how they said it's always a little jab or it's always a little bit of um, wickedness or something that describes this because Gentiles write books. We don't know what the Gentiles going to be later on, depending on the action of the Gentile and the thoughts, which the thoughts become actions that will determine whether he's going to be a heathen or not. I already told you Gentiles are wild cards. Children of Israel are children of Israel and heathens are the walking dead. I already said what I said. It is what it is. And I'm gonna keep moving. The Syrians had gone out in bands as raiders and had taken captive a little girl from the land of Israel. So they stole a child of Israel. And she waited on Nathan, um, Naaman's wife as a servant. So somebody from the Syrian line then stole a child of Israel and made her a slave. Was they not doing that since way back when? She said to her mistress, I wish that my master Naaman were with the prophet who is in Samaria. Then he would heal him of his leprosy. Naaman went in and told his master, the king, the girl is from the land of Israel and said such and such. So they didn't stole the girl from Israel and now they get ready to use her. Then the king of Syria said, go now and I will send a letter to the king of Israel, Joram, the son of Ahab. Uh-huh. So he left and took with him 10 talents of silver and 6,000 shekels of gold should have brought the girl back that's what should have did a heathen is as a heathen does it will always be that way I already told you the devil is the devil I don't care what the devil do the devil's mo is always the devil's mo and I did a lesson on the devil's mo what's mo method of operation they do the same thing so you know the truth I mean you know the tree by the fruit that it bears period 6,000 shekels of gold and 10 changes of clothing. And he brought a letter to the king of Israel, who was Ahab's son, and said, and now when this letter comes to you, I will have, I will have sent my servants naming to you so that you may heal him of his leprosy. You see how they asking for stuff? Nevertheless, they didn't stole one of the children of Israel. Then the king of Israel read the letter and tore his clothes in shock and outrage at the request and said, am I God to kill and make alive? Now, I say God, I say God because this is Ahab's son and Ahab's son is wicked. But you know, it's the most high. Now, even though kings are wicked, they know who the most high is but they don't listen. It's kind of like your hard-headed children. Your hard-headed children know how you are. Your hard-headed children know they ain't supposed to be doing certain things. Your hard-headed children know you're going to yell and holler when you told them to do X, Y, or Z, and they do A, B, and C. Your children know this, and they know you, but they still don't listen to you. That's how the children of Israel are. So Ahab's son, who is the king, said is upset that this Syrian king came, came and made a request when he's being wicked to the children of Israel and he's stealing their children. 
Okay, so uh, Ahab's son, who's the king now, saying his name is Joram, which is not really J. You understand, you know, whatever. Am I the most high to kill and make alive? You know, that's what the most high does. That this man sends me a request to heal a man of leprosy. And you know, uh, Jehoram, who is um, uh, Ahab's son, he's wicked. Just consider what he's asking and see how he is seeking an opportunity for a battle with me. So you know he's skeptical. He's like, how can this man even send me something? How can your enemy, your sworn enemy, sending you a request for somebody to do something for you on their side? The audacity of it all. This is how these, uh, these uh, kings are. They something, say something else, child. Oh, they have uh no shame none none no shame you know that happens today there's a lot of people that hate other people but they want them to do stuff for them if something happens to them the first thing they do is expect the people who they hate to respond in a positive way to them the audacity back to what i was saying now, when Elisha, the man of the most high, heard that the king of Yasharel tore his clothes, he sent word to the king asking, why have you turned, torn your clothes? Just let Naaman come to me and he shall know that there is a true prophet in Israel. So Naaman came to the house, excuse me, so Naaman came with his horses and his chariots and stopped at Elisha's house. Elisha, Elisha, same thing. Elisha sent a messenger to him saying, go and walk, listen to what Gerebi said. Just listen, I'm explaining it because now I'm getting exhausted. I'm getting exhausted at the, the actions of these daggone heathens. So Elisha is telling this heathen who's a Syrian, Go wash in the Jordan seven times and your flesh will be restored to you and you'll be clean. Now, did Elisha have to do this? Because this is Israel's um, enemies. Did he have to do that? No. But the Most High found favor in this heathen. And this is why he's going to be cleansed. But the things that people do, you see how the people could, they could run you down, they could kill you, they could do whatever else, but they still want you to respect them. And if they go down the tubes, they want you to help them. This is the, I, I can't, I can't. Anyway, this is what Naaman did. Now, Alicia is telling him, go wash in the Jordan. Wash yourself seven times and you're going to be, um, you're going to be um, healthy. Listen to what Naaman the Syrian says. This, this. You know, no good deed goes unpunished. No good deed goes unpunished. Listen to what Naaman said. Naaman got furious and went and said, indeed, I thought he would at least come out to see me and stand and call out the name of the most high child. I'm going to say something if I read this. His L and wave his hand over the place of the leprosy and heal the leprosy. That election is going to do a magic trick. going to be entertained by magic. This is the nonsense of the things. They're so unrealistic. 
They believe a lie, though, but they won't believe the truth. They cannot get past the truth. They can't comprehend it. Drink. Oh, the nonsense. So he want Alicia to go out there and start waving his hand and call the most high like he's a genie in a bottle and wave his hand over him. Ha -cha 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 -cha. Here, you you a cleanse. Oh my gosh. This is why this is why the most high does what he does to us. Cause we a bunch of dummies. We a bunch of dodo birds. That's what we are. Dodo birds. It's a it's I don't know. Praise the most high that he's the most high. Praise him. Praise him. Praise the most high that he got the all the patience and and and, and all, all the long suffering for the for the nonsense that is humanity. Mm -hmm. Are you not a banner and faux par the rivers of Damascus and Aram, which is in Syria, better than all the waters of Israel? Child. <sighs> so now he's saying why should i go to the jordan why can't i go to my own you see how he's looking a gift horse in the mouth you see how he's looking at it you sick as a dog on uh on the verge of death your skin disease uh is so bad because leprosy is so bad that it could just peel right off of you and just fall to the ground rotten that's how bad it is and this heathen to the second power got a nerve to be picky and choosy he i i can't i can't anyway so now he want him to uh to uh perform a magic trick this this heathen naming wants alicia to perform a magic trick well why you can't stand here and shake your hand over me and call down your god and oh my goodness and then he want he don't want to go to the Jordan River. He want to go to his own river because his own river is better than the Jordan. It's better than Israel's river. I want to go to my own. You see, walk away. You better be glad with me. Walk away with your leprosy and buy. You're not going to last six months. Toodaloo. That would be me. Smart mouth and all. Oh, yeah. I'm going to give it to him. Anyway, he's still going on. Could I not wash in those um, rivers where we are in Syria and be clean? So he turned away and left in rage. This heathen, I'd have left him alone, honey. Better be glad the most high is who he is. Then his servants approached and said to him, my father, if the prophet had told you to do something great, would you not have done it? How much more than he has said to you, wash and be clean. You see, it's not even a big thing, but this heathen is angry because he don't get to do what he wants and it's not what he expects. So he's upset. Child, I will let you be rusty, dirty, crispy. Let your skin fall off, raggedy, filthy, stinky, putrid until you die. I would have left it. <laughs> That's why I'm saying praise the most high for Yahshua. I have to, because I would, I, you couldn't talk to me like that. Because I'd be like, okay, so you fighting me? I'm going to turn around. I'm going to go and good luck with that. Because uh -huh. it wasn't no, back then there was no cure. Oh no, honey, you're not going to play with me. So he went down and plunged himself in the Jordan after talking trash. I just added that. 
and dunked himself in there seven times. Just like Elisha said, Elisha, Elisha, whatever come out, out, it's the same thing. And his flesh was restored. Say what now? And Naaman's flesh was restored like that of a little child, and he was clean. So his skin was soft, supple, beautiful, clean, cleansed, without blemish. After he then ran it and raved and did what he wanted to do and talked trash, the Most High made him clean. Mm -hmm. I can't. It's just too much. Gehazi's greed. Then Naaman returned to the man of the Most High, which is Elisha, and he and all the people in his group went to Elisha and stood before Elisha, and he said, Behold, I know there's no L in the whole earth except the Most, uh, the most High in Israel. Aha. Uh -huh. This is why the Most High did it, so people know, and you will know, that it's me, the most high, the El of Israel. Praise y'all, hallelujah. Now accept this blessing. This is what Naaman is saying to Alicia. I want you to accept this blessing and a gift from your servant. But Alicia said, as the most high lives before whom I stand, I will accept nothing. So he's saying, I, I ain't doing nothing. This is for the most high. This wasn't for me. And this wasn't for no trick. And this wasn't something that you could pay me. This ain't no magic trick. This is from the most high. Understand that and know that. And don't forget. He's the one who's the way, the truth, and life. Don't forget it because you was on the verge of death with leprosy because leprosy does kill. Okay? Now, he urged him. Naaman urged Elisha to take it, but Elisha, who is Elisha, same thing. Elisha, Elisha, tomato, tomato, refused. Naaman said, if not, then please let your servant be given a load of earth for the team of mules. For from this day on, your servant will no longer offer a burnt offering nor a sacrifice to gods, but only to the most high. Praise your hallelujah. The L of Israel. In this matter, May the most high pardon your servant. So he's saying, sorry, I, I apologize. Okay. For the nonsense he said and the stuff he was doing, acting like a butthole. Then my master, the king goes into the house of his God, who is a idol, Rimon, to worship there. And he leans on my hand and I bow in the house of Rimon. When I bow down in the house of Rimon, may the most high pardon your servant in this matter, attended to the king when he worships. This is why he wanted the dirt from the ground. Alicia said to him, go in peace. Praise your hallelujah, honey. So now he's, he's uh, repenting. So he's changing his mind and he wants a piece of the earth so that he don't have to, you know, he's still got to listen to his king. But he don't want to uh, bow down to the uh, the idols, so he's taking a little bit of, a little bit of Israel with him, and he's asking Elisha to 
tell the most high, please forgive me, but I, you know, I have to listen to this king. Okay. So Alicia is saying, go in peace. So Naaman departed. Now remember, Alicia, from the goodness of his heart, through the most high, healed a Syrian of leprosy. Uh-huh. Now you know the Syrian kicked and screamed. Oh no, why I gotta bathe in here seven uh seven times? Why can't I go in my own waters where Syria is? Why I gotta go to uh Israeli waters? Why I gotta go? I'll just say, I ain't even gonna say Israel. I'm gonna say the children of Israel's waters. I ain't gonna say Israeli. Okay, why I gotta go here? And why can't you call your God? He called him a God, which the most high is the L of Israel. He is not a God. Why you can't go down and, and call him down and shake your hand over me? Like it's a magic trick. The ignorance of it all, the stupidity of it all, the silliness of it all, the foolishness of it all, the nonsensicalness of it all. It's just terrible. So now that he was healed, by the most high through Alicia, now he's repenting. Just as soft as a baby's bottom, the skin and everything, melanin popping and glowing. Yes. So now he's leaving. Okay. And he was a long distance, a good distance away from Alicia. Then Gehazi, who was Alicia's servant, said, my master has spared this Naaman, the Syrian, by not accepting, listen, from him what he brought. As the Most High lives, I will run after him and get something from him. Now, red light, red light means stop. Red light, what is Gehazi doing? What is Gehazi doing? Nobody told him to go and bypass Alicia and go run after this man who Alicia just uh, saved from leprosy and gave him a miracle by healing his skin. Nobody told him to go up there and start asking him for nothing because this was from the most high. You ain't supposed to be accepting no gifts because this is from the most high. The point of the healing was for uh, these heathens to know that the most high can cure you and nobody else. It's not for one of the prophets' uh, uh, protege to go and go behind the prophet's back and try to get some payment for it. And I'm going to tell you what's going to happen to Gehazi for the nonsense. This is what I mean about the devil's always talking to us. So you see Gehazi on the side plotting and scheming. Don't want to tell. Um, he wants the, uh, the gift from um, Naaman. When uh, uh, he didn't do nothing. He's just standing to the side, lusting after whatever he could get. Did I not say that the devil's always talking in people's ear? When you turn around and listen to it, that's when it becomes a problem. We hear it all day, every day, even in our sleep. But when we listen to it, that's when it's a problem. Now I'm going to keep going. So Gehazi pursued Naaman, who was way down, down yonder. Then Naaman saw someone running after him. He got down from his chariot to meet Gehazi and said, is all well? Ugh, yeah. And Gehazi said, all is well. My master, listen, because this is the sins of Gehazi, honey. The most high just don't strike people down for nothing. 
So Gehazi said, all is well. My master has sent me to say, listen to the lie. And what is one of the commandments? Don't lie. Okay. Gehazi lied and said, my master sent me to say, just now, two young men of the sons of the prophets have come to me from the hill country of Ephraim. Please give them a talent of silver and two changes of clothes. This is what Gehazi, the protege of Elisha said, Elisha being a major prophet, the protege is supposed to learn from the major prophet and he's going behind the major prophet's back and lying and get ready to be a thief. So not only did he disrespect Elisha, the ultimate disrespect is from the most high because the most high's purpose of even healing this Syrian is to let them know I'm the most high. I'm the one who can heal you, nobody else. So accepting money would just turn everything another way and be idolatry, okay? Healing for payment, healing for payment. That's what this daggone uh, Gehazi then turned around and did. And the most I going to get to him. Oh, yes. Naaman said, please take two talents because he's just so happy. Naaman don't know. Just take two talents of silver and I'm going to give you these clothes too. So take two talents and he urged them to accept it. And he tied up two talents of silver in two bags with two changes of clothes and gave him two of his servants. Okay, giving them everything because that's how happy and grateful he was to be healed by the Most High. But he don't know that there's some deception going on. So he gave him two talents of, of silver. He gave him two changes of clothes and he gave him two of his servants for the healing. Ah. And they carried them in front of Gehazi. Then Gehazi went on the hill and he took them from their hand and put them in the house for safekeeping. Mm. And he sent the men away and they left. So he didn't want them to be servants because you know, Elisha would have been like, what is this? But he could hide the silver. But guess what? He ain't hiding from nothing from the Most High. Just like none of us. We ain't hiding nothing. I already told you, we ants in the ant farm. The Most High is watching all the time. All the nonsense we do. Anyway. Then Gehazi went in and stood before his master, Elisha. And Elisha asked him, where did you go, Gehazi? And Gehazi said, your servant went nowhere. More lies. Breaking the laws. Elisha said to him, did my heart not just go with you? When the man turned from his chariot to meet you, I told you, the most I told him everything before he got his behind back in that house. Is it a proper time to accept money and clothing and olive orchards and vineyards and sheep and oxen and male and female servants? Oh, he getting on Gehazi. Therefore, the leprosy of Naaman shall cling to you and to your descendants, excuse me, and to your descendants forever. What happened now? What happened? Uh-huh. Now, for him lying, he didn't lie to a major prophet when the Most High watched everything he did. He lied to the major prophet 
Not only did he lie, he stole. Because you asked him for something from somebody who, which you did nothing to. The person said they don't want nothing. You ran and lied and said, oh, yeah, the person does want something. You accepted something from somebody and it wasn't yours. You stole and you lied. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And you coveted somebody else's stuff. So that's three things that happened to him. So the most high gladly put the leprosy that was on um naming right on Ghazi. Boop. Now you got it. You see the nonsense? The most high is not playing with any of us. You're not gonna play with the most high. That's why I always say what I say. I'm dead serious when I say you ain't going to play with the most high, honey. You could play all the games. You could be as complacent as you want to be. You could act as ignorant as you want to be. You could be uh, lazy. You could do whatever. You could make any excuse, anything you want, but you're not going to escape the most high. You could lie to all the people you want. You could lie to everybody, even to yourself, but you're not going to pull the wool over the most high's eyes. And he's going to give you what you deserve. Now we're on chapter six. Verses one through seven, Alicia giving leave to the young prophets to enlarge their dwellings, causes iron to swim. Verses eight through 12, he discloses the king of Syria's council. Verses 13 through 18, the army which was sent to Dothan to apprehend Alicia is smitten with blindness. Verses 19 through 23, being brought into Syria, they are dismissed in peace. Verses 24 through 29, the famine in Samaria causes women to eat their own children. Verses 30 through 33, the king sends to the king sends to slay Elisha. I said that twice because it didn't sound right the first time, but it actually, that's what it says. Sometimes some of this stuff don't make sense. So I hurry up and try to it feels like I need to correct myself, but it it's what it reads. Doesn't make sense sometimes. Anyway, let me get my drink before I do this lesson. Babe, can you give me some water, please? Appreciate you. Thank you. Okay. Now the sons of the prophets, we're on chapter six. Now the sons of the prophets said to Alicia, look now, the place where we live near you is too small for us. Thank you, baby. Please let us go to the Yarden River and let each man take from there a beam for the building and let us make a place there for ourselves where we may live and Alicia answered go then one said please be willing to go with your servants so he answered I shall go so he went with them and when they came to the yard and river they cut down some of the trees but it happened that as one was cutting down a beam the axe fell into the water and he cried out and said oh my master it was borrowed. The man of the Most High said, who was Alicia, where did it fall? Then he showed him the place and Alicia cut off a stick and threw it in there and made the iron axe head float. <laughs> 
More miracles, honey. More miracles. More miracles. Mm -hmm. So you already know, and I'm I'm just uh, um, clarifying for the people in the bag. You already know that iron does not float. So when the axe that was borrowed by one of the prophet's sons, when the axe fell in the water, it fell to the bottom and they couldn't get it. What did Alicia do by the hand of the Most High? Threw a piece of wood in there and that uh, iron float right up to that wood. Praise y'all. Hallelujah. We got to understand the magnitude of the miracles and the manifestations from the Most High. We have to. We got to understand. It's not just all about what the uh, what these people are doing. Oh, they sending their debt. You got to understand the magnitude of everything that the Most High does. Because he's perfection. Okay? Unlimited power. Grace and goodness. Humility. The father of spirits. The father of lights and ever-consuming fire. Love. Life. Truth the way okay he's all of that i could just keep saying all of these things all day but you must understand that the most high is the most high and with him and the prophets anything everything all things is possible so elisha said pick it up for yourself so he reached out with his hand and took it now the king of syria was making war against israel you see the nonsense they keep doing but they keep asking for favors and he consulted with his servants saying my camp shall be in such and such place so he's explaining stuff kind of like gossip so it ain't even the full um, extent of what he said to whoever then Elijah sent word to the king of Israel saying, be careful not to pass by this place because the Syrians are pulling back to there. Are pulling back to there. Yeah. Then the king of Israel sent word to the place about which Elisha had warned him. So he guarded himself there repeatedly. Now, the heart of the king of Aram, which is Syria, had enlarged over this thing. He called his servants and said to them, will you not tell me which one of us is helping the king of Israel? Uh oh. <laughs> mm -mm, mm -mm. One of his servants said, none of us is helping us none of us is helping him my lord O king but elisha the prophet who is in israel tells the king of israel the words that you speak in your bedroom so who's helping the most high is helping okay you think the most high don't watch everything we do i already told you that everything every thought every everything the most high knows everything He's the only one who can read minds. Nobody on earth, nobody who ever been on earth, nobody who will come to earth and leave can read a mind except for Yahshua, who is the most high. Okay? So Alicia said, go and see what... Did he say who's Alicia? Wait a minute. Let me see. Alicia ain't saying. One of the servants said, let me read it again. One of his servants said, none of us is helping Alicia. 
my lord the king. But Elisha, the prophet who is in Israel, tells the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedroom. Now, how is he doing that? Through the most high. So he said to king, go and see where he is, that I may send men to seize Elisha, who is Elisha. And he was told he is in Dothan. Dothan, yeah. So the king of Syria sent horses and chariots and a powerful army to get Elisha. They came by night and surrounded the city. This is the most high telling stuff through Elisha. The servant of the most high, who was Elisha, got up early and went out and behold, there was an army of horses and chariots circling the city. Alicia's servant said to him, oh no, my master, where are we to go and what should we do? Alicia answered, do not be afraid. Praise your hallelujah. You already know you're dealing with the most high. Ain't nothing to fear, honey. Nothing to fear. The most high never gave us the spirit of fear. Remember, fear is a spirit. Okay. Most high ain't never gave none of us no spirit of fear. But if you rocking with the devil, you listening to the devil or you following the devil, you're going to have fear because he brings fear. All right. Alicia answered, do not be afraid for those who are with us are more than those who are with them. No weapon formed against him shall prosper. What? Stop playing. Then Alicia uh, sprayed and said, sorry, he prayed. Then Alicia prayed and said, Oh, Elephant Israel, please open his eyes that he may see. Now, let me just set the situation here. Let me set the tone for the situation. The king of Syria is angry that Elisha knows what's going on because the Most High is giving him word. And now he's mad because he still wants to fight with the children of Israel. Even though Elisha just relieved his main uh, person of leprosy so he's still angry and bitter and want to fight Israel he wants to know who's giving all the information out somebody from his camp from the Syrian camp say ain't us Elisha's telling the king of Israel the king of the, uh, the Syrians say well we gonna, we gonna make sure we kill him so let's just um bring men so that we could uh we could kill them they swarm the children of israel to kill them now the people who are with elijah because there's only a handful of them the people who's with elijah now they scared shivering in their sandals shivering elijah said oh sorry alicia alicia says don't be scared now this prophet can see what we can't see, okay? If we, because we are spiritual beings in a physical body on this physical plane, we are. If we could see the spirits, they'll be all over the place. If we could see the spirits, they'll be all over the place. Now, I'm going to tell you what Alicia says. Then Alicia prayed and said, oh, y'all, please open this man's eyes so that he may see. 
And the Most High opened the servant's eyes and he saw, and behold, the mountain was full of horses, chariots of fire, and they were surrounded Alicia. Ah, praise your hallelujah. Uh-huh. So the spiritual army, the captain of heaven's armies was standing with Alicia. <laughs> Greater is he who is with you than he who is in the world and with the world. Praise your hallelujah. You're not going to play with the most high, baby. That's what you're not going to do. That's what you're not going to do. We have no idea what's going on behind the scenes. We don't know. We don't know what's going on behind the scenes. When the Syrians came down to Alicia, 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 sorry, Alicia prayed to the most high and said, please strike these people down with blindness. Please strike this nation with blindness. Yes, Alicia did. Please, Most High, strike these people with blindness. And the Most High struck them all with blindness in accordance to Alicia's request. Stop playing with the Most High. That's what you're not going to do, baby. When the Most High, who is Yeshua in the flesh, said, if you have faith of a, uh, a mustard seed, you can move this mountain. Alicia had more than that. And what he said, please make these people blind. Make them blind. Okay? Alicia ain't had to do nothing to them. And the Most High did it. Then Alicia said to the Syrians, this is not the way, nor is this the city. Follow me and I'll lead you out to the man whom you seeking. So they can't even see. So Alicia's like, let me just <laughs> send them away. Child, go away. Go, 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 go. Go away. And he led them to Samaria. When they come into Samaria, Alicia said, the most high, open the eyes and let these men, open the eyes of these men so that they may see. And the most high opened their eyes and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. Then the king of Israel, who is Jehoram, saw them and said, Alicia, my father, shall I kill them? Now, remember, the children of Israel are in, the Samaria, in Samaria, in the land of Samaria. And guess what? It's ten and a half tribes and they warriors. So Alicia asked the Most High to make this uh, the Syrian um, soldiers blind. He led them to Samaria and then he asked the Most High to open up their eyes and then they were standing in uh, <laughs> Samaria amongst the ten and a half tribes of the children of Israel. And then uh, Jehoram, who was the king of Israel, says, should I kill him? And Alicia asked, Alicia replied, you shall not kill them. Would you kill those who have taken captive? Would you kill those you have taken captive with your sword and bow? Serve them bread and water so that they may eat and drink and then go back to their master, King Ben-Hadad, who was the Syrian king. Aha. So the king of Israel prepared a great feast for them. You see? And when they had eaten and drunk, he sent them away, Elisha. And they went to their master and their mass and the uh, 
marauding bands of Syria did not come into the land of Israel again. You see, they was treated nice and sweet. Most high didn't have to do nothing to them. Okay, now the, uh, the siege of Samaria and cannibalism. But it came to pass after this that Ben-Hadad, the king of Syria, see, he doing it again. You see all the good stuff that um, is happening to them? By the most high, the most high keep giving them chance after chance after chance. You see, they keep showing they behind. So the king of Syria is at it again. And he gathered his whole army together and went up to besiege Samaria. That's where the children of Israel are. Now, there was a great famine in Samaria. And they besieged it until the donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. That's because there was no food at all for a long time. And a fourth of a what's the cab of dub dung. So that's um bird poop was sold for five shekels of silver. That's how much they were starving. See, I'm gonna tell you this when you people worship money, but when there's no food, hunty, you will give your whole kingdom for a morsel of bread. Okay, yes. Because the needs are basic needs will always trump anything else that comes after. Your basic needs will always trump anything that come after. See, money ain't nothing. But you need food and you need water. You need a place to stay and you need some clothes on your body. You don't really need nothing else after that. Okay? You don't need nothing else after that. But all these people be greedy, selfish, and all that. But it's going to come a time when there ain't no food. And let's see what you do. Can you eat your money? Can you eat your boats? Can you eat your cars? Can you eat whatever it is? How many uh, mansions? Can you eat the ships that you buy? Can you eat the um, the ships that go up in the sky and, and, and to the moon? Can you eat them? No. I want you to think about that. Because these same people are trotting down the earth, they um, poisoning the waters, they poisoning the food, and soon we ain't going to have nothing. And then what you going to do? GMO and everything. What you going to do after that? What you going to do? Anyway, back to what I was saying. As the king of Israel, Jehoram, was passing by in the city, hold on, Was passing by in the city wall, a woman cried out to him, Help my Lord, O king. He said, If the Most High does not help you, from where should I get help for you? And that's 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 powerful. That is powerful. Because the Most High is allowing this to go on in Israel. The Most High is allowing this. And somebody's calling out to the prophet of the Most High and they asking for help. And and uh, Alicia said, if the Most High himself didn't help you, what you want me to do for you? Ooh, praise y'all. Hallelujah. From the threshing floor or from the wine press? What am I supposed to do? Ooh. Mm. And the king said to her, what is the matter with you? She answered, this woman said to me, give your son so that we may eat him today. Listen, this is how much uh, starvation was going on. 
and we will eat my son tomorrow. So we cooked my son and we ate him. Cannibalism. The next day I said to her, give me your son so that we may eat him. But she had hid her son. Uh-huh. When the king heard the woman's words, he tore his clothes. Now he was still walking along the wall and the people looked at him and he had a sackcloth underneath his royal robe next to his skin. Then he said, may the most high do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Sophat, remains on him today. Now, Elisha was sitting in his house and the elders were sitting with him. And the king sent a man ahead of him to behead Elisha. But before the messenger arrived, Elisha told the elders, do you see how his son, the son of Isabel and Ahab, a murderer has sent a man to remove my head? You see how Elisha knew this before he even got there? That's the most I'm telling him. Look when the messenger comes, shut the door and hold it securely against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet just behind him? While Elisha was still talking with them, the messenger came down to him, followed by the king, and he said, and the king said, this evil situation is from the most high. <coughs> Excuse me. So they're getting angry at Elisha because the most high is allowing the famine to come into the uh, into the children of Israel, into the land of the children of Israel. Now, there's a reason why. Why should I wait for help from the most high any longer? So this is, this is, the wicked son of Ahab doing this to Elisha. Now, remember, Isabel is still alive. She's the queen mother. But Ahab's son is being wicked, just like Ahab was. And what did the Most High say to Ahab? You're going to die for being wicked. And so is your whole male line. Now, the Most High, excuse me, didn't strike him down right then and there. But the Most High told um, Ahab, you're going to die in battle. You're going to die. You're going to die by the sword. And he did. He died in battle. And the Most High also cursed um, his line. So uh, why did the Most High curse his line? Because he was wicked, just like his father. And Isabel, who they called Jezebel, which, you know, there wasn't no Jays. She's wicked, too. She's the queen mother. And this heathen going to get it, too. So that's that for um, four, five, and six, as we continue in the Kings, we will see how wicked they become. We see that the Syrians keep being wicked, even though the grace of the Most High was uh, upon the, uh, the Syrians, as the Most High allowed the Syrians' right-hand man to be cleansed of leprosy, as the Most High spared uh, the Syrians for coming in there trying to um, kill uh, Elijah, 
and um, some of the children of Israel, you already know that they were stealing them and making them um, slaves. And the Most High was still gracious, but the Most High is not going to play with them. He's not going to keep playing with them. And why is this all happening? Because the children are not listening and they breaking laws. I already told you what laws they breaking when I first started talking. As we continue to go on, you will know more and more and more why the children of Israel, the blood covenant children of Israel, have been scattered, why they um, got diseases, why they are being humiliated by other nations, why they going to jail, why they are being treated the way they are. Child, you will know and you see. So with this, I say, I hope that your day is wonderful. I hope that you get to spend time with your children. I hope that you uh, get into this word, meditate on the word, walk with the most high, turn from your wicked ways, change your mind because this is the time of repentance. And I tell you this, time is running out. It's running out. We living in an hourglass and every second counts. You are not promised tomorrow. That's why today is the present. So with that, I say, enjoy your time. And until next time. Hi. Trying to contact me regarding a question, comment, or concern? Well, you got two ways of doing so. The first way is you can email me at cliffnoteqna at yahoo.com. I'll say it again. This is one word. Cliffnote, the letter Q, the letter N, the letter A at yahoo.com. The second way is you can upload a question, concern, or comment on Spotify. The question section appears under the episode's description on Spotify. Send me your question and I'll definitely answer it. Thank you and enjoy the podcast. It's good to hear the word of truth from the Most High. But you know what's better? Hitting that follow button and hitting the small bell next to it to be notified of new content. You can also save a life by sharing this valuable content. Go ahead, save a life today. Thanks. Don't make me your guilty pleasure. Hit that follow button and make that commitment. You will not be disappointed. And it's free. It doesn't cost nothing to hit that follow. Thanks.